Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Funny one, that. Funny one. Um, I'm not, I'm going to try my best not to piss on this for anybody because that was pretty, uh, that was pretty mad. And I'm feeling somewhat conflicted out the back of it, to be honest. Um, I mean, to be honest, like, do you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to use this opportunity to actually go in on VAR, everything that was happening the other night again in the, in the context of this, because when that, when our last goal went in, Ben Tenker's winner, I didn't even get that prick of excitement. I was just sat there like, okay, well, let's just wait and see until it's uh, until the game restarts again. Um, because, do you know what I mean? There's a mass of bodies in the box. I wasn't sure what the ball really deflected off of before he got on the end of it. And yeah, it just, it's sort of taken that joy away. Um so fuck VAR. And I heard that I don't listen to the pod. I've never particularly been that fond of him. Um, and I saw his tweets about it the other night. But I heard that Max Rushton, you know, that massive Spurs fan, generally a massive Spurs fan around the time that Spurs are good or in a big game and he can write an article about them or something um, and then just disappears back into being whatever he is, a, fucking Oxford United fan or something like that. But yeah, massive Spurs fan. Um, Max Max Rushton was sneering about it on his podcast with Barry Glendening. Really nice guy as well, Barry, Barry Glendening. Really, really good bloke. Um, that is massive sarcasm as well, by the way. Um, yeah, particularly unpleasant gentleman, in my opinion. But... Um, just, yeah, his sort of sneering is in like, oh, I hear that VAR is only bad when it goes against your team and blah, blah, blah. I'm so much more intellectual than the rest of you are. Do one, mate. Like, honestly, do one. Yeah. Don't know. Don't like him. Sorry. Um, I've fallen out of a pal over him as well, actually. Hello, Jim, if you are listening. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, my constant going on about how much I don't like Max Rushton. I've probably said Max Richardson um a couple of times. I always I used to know somebody called Max Richardson. Um so that's I don't know, my brain just goes to that. But Max Rushton. Um can't stand him, don't like him, don't like VAR. Fuck off, do one. That game was particularly bizarre, wasn't it? I th- I d- the VAR stuff aside, feeling like you couldn't celebrate the winner aside, obviously, obviously, my rational mind is very happy that Spurs showed the strength of character to come back from 2-0 down to win the game. A game that we sh- that we needed to win, really. We've had a few losses on the bounce now and it would have been horrible to have that. I mean, yeah, we didn't lose to Sporting, but it felt like it, didn't it? But... At least in the league, two losses on the bounce. We needed to stop the rot on that one. We did that. You know, it could have been very easy for 
them at 2-0 down to let their heads drop as we've kind of seen in the past few games. Um, again, sporting notwithstanding. And they didn't. They came back and they fought back and they do a great job. The only reason I feel a bit flat is because, as I said, my rational mind is realises all these good things. My emotional mind is like, well, why the fuck did we go 2-0 down? You know, why the fuck? Whatever we want to say about Sanchez or Longley or Davis or Dyer or Emerson, any of them, why are they that bad? Like, they're professional fucking footballers. They're paid... Any one of them is paid more than the majority of us are in a year, in one week, you know? And I get it. I mean, that's that's a bit... Give footballers soldiers wages... Or, no, wait, hang on. Give soldiers footballers wages, isn't it? It's, it's, it's sort of veering into that territory. And I don't... I don't... I'm not one of those people. I don't begrudge... I don't begrudge footballers getting paid a lot of money. I actually enjoy it. I think it's brilliant. I hate it when... The predominantly right... Actually, no, it's not a right-wing thing. I've, I see plenty of left-wing people do it as well, to be fair. Um, I think it's people that don't like football, don't understand the world, don't like the culture of it, like to tear it down, and they don't think about the people behind it. They don't think about the fact that these players are the minutest percentile in the job that they do, and their wage is representative of the industry that they're in the money that they generate um for this industry so fuck it so let's stop throwing footballers under the bus about their wages but also they get paid loads learn to fucking defend just fucking defend for fuck's sake how many times do we have to watch this shit it's a fucking that first that first goal it was an absolute fucking car crash. I'm sorry. They're professionals. They're professionals. That's like me. I'm, you know, I make a, a, the majority of my money out of video editing, right? It's just like me turning up. I can't, look, I'm not going to get technical about it. I can't think of a decent example. It's like me fucking turning in a video with no sound on it. Let's, let's, I'll make it nice and simple for you, Chris. <laughs> All right? What's video editing? Yeah, you don't know, do you? It's just this, you just think these pictures all just appear on screen, don't you? You fucking idiots! You don't realise there's somebody like me, a genius, working behind the scenes, clicking buttons, drinking cans of Monster and eating Watsits. You know, unheralded. We should. I tell you what, give video editors footballers' wages, right? Fuck soldiers, fuck the NHS, fuck teachers, all of them, train drivers, fucking strike over this, you fucking mugs, right? You don't know, you don't know the half of it, mate. You don't know what we've got to go through as video editors, right? That's a bit that's going to get clipped up, isn't it? Me fucking coating off the NHS and everything. Basically... I could, do you know what I mean? I could, I'm not really making a salient point here, but those that, that that first goal, the second goal, it's just fucking awful. It's so bad and it's so farcical. Like laughing, like you just saw when that team sheet got announced, everybody groaned, and you're like, 
Like I know, I know, Dyer's been awful the past few games. I know he has been, but please don't tell me. Please don't tell me he's a worse alternative to that. I've seen people say they, oh, it's going to be good seeing Longley in the set. Fuck, was it? Fuck, he was awful. Like fucking terrible. Didn't marshal defence well at all. Terrible. Just all of it was awful. He was constantly out of position. Constant. He gets skinned so much, Longley. He gets skinned so much. Um, I'm very much off the wagon with him. Like, I, I hope we don't buy him. I want us to buy somebody far fucking better than him. Great. He's a good option. Like, he's a good option. I understand it. We couldn't get Bastoni. Time was running out. We needed a defender. Longley is good for that. Fine. I see him as I saw Gazaniga in goal for us. No, he's not a long-term option, but he's fine. He's fine. I'm surprised that Gazaniga went, dropped down to the championship. Doesn't even play for him anymore. I still think he's a Premier League level goalkeeper. Just not for us. Um, but yeah, Longley, I view him the same way. Do I want us to spend whatever Barca would probably want? 30 to 50 mil, you'd imagine, I guess. I don't know. 30 mil, let's say. 30, 35, 40 mil. No. No, I don't. I really don't. I think he's bang average, like, at best. Um, not a big fan of him. Um, I still like. I still think Eric Dyer's better. I don't, I, I, I've been talking about Eric Dyer the past few weeks, being like, oh, maybe I've been going on about him too much. Yeah, I, I think maybe I, I... Like I say, Eric Dyer's, like, basement is awful. Like, when he drops off, he fucking drops off. But when he's playing well, he's he's good. He's a solid player. I am, and I have come around to the idea that he probably needs to be upgraded on, right? But long lay ain't it. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Not having it. Not having it. But look, at the end of the day, the only thing that we're going to look back on really from this is we were 2-0 down. We won 3-2. Three more points on the board. That's the important thing. And like I say, that's what I will keep reminding myself in my rational mind. Whatever there is of that. Ooh, aren't I quirky? Fucking hell, man. You know, like all those like, you know, whenever it's, it's someone's birthday or something and you kind of, it's greeting cards shopping in particular. Do you ever see it when you're in Anthena or <laughs> Clinton Cards? Something like that. Or maybe, you know, the supermarkets actually, Sainsbury's. It's got a good, well, my local, I've got massive Sainsbury's near me. Like big, like American Hypermart style one. Um, since I moved out to the sticks. Do you know what I mean? Us provincial folks have these big supermarkets in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, that's there's a big, big selection of uh, greetings cards there. But do you ever look at them? Some of the messages on them, you know, you see obviously all the Father's Day ones, fart jokes and all that type of stuff. And, you know, the sort of, you've got the ones for anniversaries and all this, which will either be the more classic, just flowers and sort of calligraphy style writing with like, I love you. I love you to the moon and back type stuff. Or you have those like ones that will be like, we are two peas in that pod and it'll be like a little like cartoon of two little peas in a pod cuddling or something like that tip for cards as well as many tangents this 
blank inside. Oh, I'm a I'm definitely a blank inside kind of man when I when I buy a card. If I see any pre-printed text in a card, instant instant no. Like nah, get out of my face. But what the point I was going to make is you see some of the kind of the the sort of jokes and the lines on these cards and you think like what sort of a fucking tosser buys that card for somebody and what sort of a tosser receives that card and thinks oh as quality that is there's so many there's so don't you don't you find that the majority of them right you're looking through greetings cards there's hundreds of them you'll be looking through hundreds of them and you'll just see two or three that you think will be acceptable I who the fuck has made all these other ones and who the fuck are they for they're terrible they can't ever get bought I'm sure there's some that have been there on the shelves since the fucking shop's inception how long how long has the average Anthena been about does Anthena even exist anymore maybe Clinton's cards took it over might be Clinton's cards WH Smith supermarkets Places like that, or petrol stations, if you're like last, if you're particularly last minute, petrol stations, you know, they have a little stand sometimes. Where I don't know why I'm talking about greetings cards, to be honest. I think it's because I'm running out of things to say about Tottenham. You know what I mean? Because well, what we're we going to say? Oh, do, do we actually know if we're good or not? Oh, well, well done, Jack. What an original point to make on your fucking podcast. Do we know if Tottenham are good or not? No, I don't like. No, I don't think we are really, to be honest. I think actually loads of our players are really shit. And it's, yeah, it's it, it was not good. That first half was not good. We fought back, we showed character, but should we be in a position where we're 2-0 down to a team like Bournemouth? No, we shouldn't. We just shouldn't be. And I don't care what you think about half the squad or what we think about the way we've invested money or this or whatever. We should not be 2-0 down to Bournemouth and playing in the fashion that we were, being again so reserved against them. But, but like I say, this is my emotional brain taking over. My rational brain says, Jack, Tottenham won 2-3. We were away from home. so And we fought back from 2-0 down and we won. Well done, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Let's go through all of the players now. Bournemouth, Tottenham. I'm feeling quite manic today, so I do apologise um, for my rants about greetings cards and stuff. I felt like I was I was trying to make a point in the first place about that. Um, I think it was more basically that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I knew where I was going with that. Um, but I do. The, that point does stand though with uh, cards. I do wonder who the fuck buys half of them. Some of them are so bad. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hugo Lloris. Um, pretty average performance, wasn't it, from him? He Could he have done much better with the goals? Probably not. Dunno. Um Dunno. Can't be asked to talk about Larice to be honest. Like you know, I think it's end game for him now. I think we need to spend serious money on bringing in a good successor. Whereas if that's I don't know, Sanchez from Brighton, good player. Um somebody from the Bundesliga that I've not heard of who might be quite good or might not be. Carius wasn't that good. Leno wasn't that good. So maybe my uh, stereotype about German goalkeepers being good is wrong. But it's probably worse stereotypes about Germans, isn't there? So less said about that, the better. Um, that, right, okay. Davinson Sanchez. I, I had my little rant already about the defence and the defending. He was very much a part of that. And I think it's probably fair, as much as I say Longley isn't it, and Longley wasn't good as, as a central kind of starting defender. He did have Davinson Sanchez alongside him. I do feel bad for him on that front. Sanchez was particularly woeful for the first. But as look, what what am I going to tell you here that you don't already know about Davinson Sanchez? He's always caught out of position. He doesn't fucking read the game very well at all. He's awful in the awful in the air. He's literally, in terms of a centre-backs, He, I think he's one of the worst centre-backs I've ever seen, his aerial game. I, I, like, this is definitely one of those things that I will be completely like, I don't care, I test about, if I get some stats about his aerial duels or whatever. He's awful in the air. He's awful. Even if he does win them as a result of the aerial duels, I'd be interested to see where the resulting ball goes after that. I just, terrible footballer, I don't bear him any ill will as a person. I actually think he seems like a nice guy. Don't know him personally, so he might actually be a really horrible guy, but he seems like a nice guy. But please, please, just sell him to Napoli or somebody. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm certain we can get 20 mil from somebody for him. Just please get... Please, please. I'm so sick of like doing this one now. It's failed. It's a failed experiment. I don't think he's done... No, Richarlison's our most expensive signing now. Then I think Ndombele. And then I think it's Sanchez after that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the... That's the pecking order. Sanchez was, what, 46 million euros, I want to say. 46 million euros, I think. Ndombele was about 56. Richarlison, 65. That's what I'm going with off the top of my head. Clement Longley, I've spoken about him already. Um, great. Happy to have him there. Happy to rotate him with Davies as our left centre-back option. Didn't like him. Is a starting centre-back. Just didn't like it. Don't think he's good enough. Um, and I don't want us to sign him permanently. Um, so, yeah. Nah, not for me. 
Um, ben Davies, he scored the second, you know, he scored the equaliser. So fair play to him on that. Played well in the second half, was part of our kind of pressuring, our aggressive, like pushing up the pitch, which Davis is good at doing when he can be asked. But um, it definitely, definitely to me anyway, feels like he's keeping some in reserve for the World Cup, as I think a lot of them are now. Um, I think it was Mark Mark Nesbitt of Hurdy Gurdy Pod fame um, and the Fighting Cock was making the point that we have such a disproportionate level of, and so classically Tottenham, right? We have such a disproportionate level of important to their national team players in, you know, think Son, Kane, Hoybier, um, Davis. I guess Kulisevsky, but they're not going to the World Cup, so thank fuck for that. But still, um, Lloris as well. Obviously, shouldn't forget Lloris. And yeah, so we can't really hold it against them too much. It is just frustrating. It you know, there's there's plenty of bad things about this World Cup coming up, and this is one of them. Probably the thin end of the wedge, isn't it? But still, it's part of the wedge, and it's annoying. But yeah, not a not a classic performance from him today, really, especially that first half. Defensively, pretty poor, I thought. Um, but like I say, I give him a bit of merit because he contributed to our pressure and our attack in the second half. Emerson Royale, I'm so fucking sick of him, and I am sick to death of the idea that Jed Spence is not somehow at a level to play for Tottenham Hotspur now when you are seeing abject performances like he continues to put in. And I do think he's in a funk. The the thing is, what I will say is, I do still stand by and I do agree with the sentiment that he is probably focused upon. I do think there's a lot of confirmation bias of Emerson. I do think it is a general concept. He is probably singled out a disproportionate amount compared to a lot of his teammates. However, at the moment, I think the confirmation bias is rife and it is kind of feeding it and enjoying that because he's been so terrible for the past few games, like so pitifully bad. Um, and it, it, I I know this sounds like Yadar, Gammon and whatever, but I, I don't mean it in this way. But the I honestly, truly believe those compilations that he does Oh, he's taking that into the... As opposed to like, oh, I'm just going to play really well because we should win football matches. I honestly believe he's actively thinking of the fucking no-look pass the other day. A spinning back-to-goal volley today. The no-look pass the other day. The spinning back-to-goal volley today. That he's just doing with those fucking compilations in mind. And I know people are going to say like, oh, well, if he pulls one of them off, it's net good. for No, it's not. He needs to understand his limitations and he needs to accept them and learn to excel within that framework like great players do. Somebody like, look, James Milner is an aberration in the respect that like he is such a driven footballer. He's, I think he's the same age as, if not older than Cristiano Ronaldo. And obviously, because he doesn't look like a sort of catalogue model, 
people don't really talk about probably quite how fit James Milner is, how dedicated to his game he is. But he's again, he's I think he's a this is probably unfair actually. I think James Milner's a really good player. But I was gonna say he's he's a sort of player with a fairly limited skill set. But what he has done is focus on instead of trying to like build up if you imagine like you know when you play like an RPG and you can sort of like level up all of your different skills, things like that. For for non nerds, for people that, you know, are like they think they're too cool to play games, right? RPG is a role playing game. Usually those sort of generally set in a sort of medieval type era where you will go on quests and fight goblins or warlocks <laughs> and things. And generally the point of them is that you kind of you grow, your character will grow. There's a there's a customizable kind of feel to it. So where everybody has their own unique gaming experience. And part of that is like how you determine how you want your character to grow. Do you want him do you want to focus on making him a really quick player? Do you want to focus on making him really strong? Or do you want to have him with average scores across the board? And I feel that somebody like James Milner has probably thought, well, you know, I've got these key attributes. I'm just going to focus on making those really, really good. And I think somebody like Emerson Morrell really needs to do that. Crossing, make it really fucking good because that's so important to your position. Fitness, great, you have that. You definitely have that. Stuff like tackling and things like that. Focus on that. Just just amp up those skills. Trying to do this showmanship bullshit. Like, leave that, leave that to other people, mate, because it ain't you. Stop thinking about your compilations. Have some time on the bench to think about that and play Jed Spencer. No, Doherty was terrible the last time he came in. It'll probably be, I know Conte, like, you're just fucking screaming into the abyss here, aren't you? Like, we know Conte is going to be choosing either Royale or Doherty, but he should be. He should be taking Jed Spence now. Give him a fucking go. Honestly, give him a go. Even Ali Gold was tweeting about it during the game. Like, and it's you know you know things are going south when when Ali Gold starts snarking. Do you know what I mean? Because he generally he likes to kind of you know keep everyone on side. Be quite. I'm not. This isn't a dig at him. I'm, I understand his job. He doesn't just get to sit in a room and slag everyone off like I do. Like he uh, with the sort of anonymity of an elephant Twitter account. Understand that he has face to faces with these people and stuff, so he can't just do it. But you know, when he starts snarking, you know, you generally know. Things are going a bit south, and he was having a dig at that. Let's just, let's just give Spence a fucking go, man. Honestly, um, Ollie Skip, you can tell he's a player that's sort of ma- sort of lacking match sharpness. I thought we had a fine game. It wasn't as good as I felt he played the other night. I think it was was it the Man United game when I thought he was particularly good, or maybe no Newcastle. Newcastle, I thought he played really well. Um, one of the few players he did play or maybe it was United I can't remember honestly come on man there's so many games at the moment like um, but Oliver Skip not particularly great today um, but not not terrible not bad I'm just happy seeing him kind of in a place now where he is getting involved and hopefully will come up to speed a bit more because um, I really like him yeah, I think he's a good player and I was talking about him on Twitter the other day and it get, it got fucking warped into like, oh, of course, you just like the young English. Like, can we fuck off with this shit, man? Like, please. It's so fucking disingenuous. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. These days, if you say you're English, you get <laughs> locked up and thrown in jail. But, but come on, man. Like, we've got to be able to fucking talk in a way that isn't just, like, governed in this way. That you just fucking... No, shut up. Don't, I'm not going to talk about this stuff. Um, Eve Basuma. Much what we said about Eve Basuma in it. Like, just doesn't feel ready. Hopefully, give him a year or so, he will be looking very, very good. But it's it's just it's a shame that we're even having to ask these questions of like, mm, did he just actually look really good in a really prescribed role dash system under Graham Potter? Could be. Could be. Hoybier, um I thought he was one of the few decent like really decent performance today um i think he's obviously i still think he's looking a bit leggy still think he's a bit tired um and you can understand why he's played so many fucking games um but still feel what a revelation what a turnaround this season um for anybody that hasn't seen his particularly uh i don't know if poignant's the word but it's just it's a powerful, let's say powerful um interview with Kelly Sommers on the BBC. It's definitely worth checking out. Um I would sort of warn anybody in advance, it does talk about like bereavement and things like that. So it's it's pretty it's a pretty tough watch, do you know what I mean? But it's it's uh it's very interesting and he he says it during the interview that you know it's the first time he's ever spoken about that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um He's uh yeah I think he's uh, uh, he's really really grown on me this year and uh, it's a good performance again today I thought from him Ryan Sessegnon um took his goal really well it was so it was just lovely to see Sess like it, it felt like he just he wasn't thinking about it too much he got into a good position and just thought this is what I can do I can score from here and just put it in let's just see more of that from him you know that's that's the player we want right that's the player we all want in Ryan Sessegnon. Please, please bring that energy to to more games from now on when you start, Ryan. Because that uh, Ryan first name terms, he uh, really had a, a decent performance. You know, up and down the wing, playing the ball about all right. I did, did out of our defensive unit. I thought he was the one that was like least culpable for like any sort of criticism today. I thought he was always trying his best to kind of progress the ball. Um, get it into good positions and you know maybe one of them can say some of his crossing was decent as well I thought as as I generally I think it is improving a lot um, but I was just I was just really glad because he should have the thing is he should have scored that goal but you know great and, and as I say you know professional footballers blah 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 we can't just expect them to do this this sort of minimum level of acceptable quality but it's good, isn't it, right? It's good to see him getting into that position and score and bring us on the route to victory. Um, Harry Kane and Hummin Son, I'm going to lump them in together because I didn't think there was masses of difference between a pair of them today. I think they are both very, very leggy. Um, I think their sort of understanding with one another is, I don't know if they're if they're too in their own heads about it or whatever, but they just, they just aren't, I don't know. 
they, they haven't quite got that same telepathy this year, do they? Um, thought Kane dropped back, played a few decent balls here and there, but for the most part, I mean, the thing, the thing I, I, I did think about Kane today is that he drops back a lot, but then like wasn't really doing anything with the ball or just like running into opposition players. And he does get crowded out really quickly. I think that's always worth remembering with Kane and with Son, the pair of them. Like they are generally man marked two to one half the time. Um and it's hard for them to do anything. I mean, surprise, surprise, opposition teams want to stop our two most prolific players from scoring goals. But it's uh I think there's a little bit more to it than that. I think they are both quite knackered, but I do almost feel like there is something mental there going on with the pair of them. Um I don't know, who knows? I mean, again, as we as I was saying at the start, World Cup just around the corner and they are, you know, their respective captains of their national teams and the figurehead of their national teams. So, you know, it's uh it's an important time for them and they're probably keeping some back in the tank. Just fuck this World Cup, man. Um Lucas Mora came on. We can talk about the subs a bit more today. Um yeah, I was annoyed to see him come on at half time as opposed to Brian Hill, but whatever is what it is. It's just what Conte's like, isn't it? You know, he wants he sort of don't know if want of a better word, gammon players, doesn't he? Than like that sort of chaos element in Brian Hill, which is disappointing. You know, it is disappointing after Hill changed the game the other night. You know, he did. And I thought that was the perfect time to bring. I don't want to see him starting games yet. I don't think in the Premier League, but something like that half time, bring him on. Don't fucking bring Lucas on. And I don't. To be fair, Lucas did win us that free kick um, that Son did absolutely nothing with. It's funny, isn't it, for how long we've been clamouring for Son to start taking our free kicks, and they're just as fucking bad as Kane's ones have been so far. But yeah, um, Lucas. Yeah, meh. Brian Hill came on. Didn't, no, I didn't really have enough time to. You know, I think he made one decent tackle on um, Zamora. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really. Even Perisic, just a fairly sort of even Perisic-ish performance. Fair bit of endeavour without really ever pushing himself too hard. Another one that's going to the World Cup. Another important player for his team. Um, so I do feel like he's phoning it in a bit at the moment. There you go, Eric Dyer. Whatever he came on, don't don't really think there's enough time to say anything about him. But other than I want to see him starting centre back, central centre back for us until we get somebody markedly better. And Rodrigo Bentancur scoring the winner, which I didn't celebrate because. Of VAR and I'm blaming VAR. It wasn't anything else. It's not because I. It's not because I want Tottenham to lose and for Conte to get sacked. For I start getting that fucking shit thrown at me. It was just VAR. I just. I just was like, nope, nope, not after the other night. I'm just gonna wait until it's in the centre circle. And then it was, and I was like, hey, nice one, great. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, weird experience now. Um, but we did. We fought back. Three two. Three points on the board. Rodrigo Bentancourt, unbelievable. Um, I think it was pointed out to me that, what is it, £15 million up front? I'm not sure what the add-ons are, but still. <laughs> Absolute steal. And it is funny seeing like Juventus accounts 
constantly complaining about lacking any sort of rhythm in midfield, about anybody that can <laughs> kind of reclaim possession, hold on to the ball, pass it around nicely, build sort of a rhythm in their team, all that type of stuff. And you just see him playing for Tottenham, this discarded player. And that's to be fair, that's what happens. I'm sure lastly, I mean, I haven't heard anything about Lascelles this season. That's all I'm saying. But last season, yeah, there were a lot of kind of the Villarreal fans being like, lol, as if Tottenham couldn't use this guy of La Celso. But like I say, yeah, all, all quiet on that front um, this season. Maybe it's true that he's shite, because um, I feel that. I'm not going to start that one up again. Um, but yeah, glad, I'm delighted we have Rodrigo Bentancourt. I'm kind of glad he did get a bit of a rest, to be honest. Three points on the board. I promise I am happy about it. I'm not miserable. And that's good. Right? We can enjoy the rest of our weekend now. Hope that Arsenal lose tomorrow, even though they're not going to Nottingham Forest at home. So, whatever. Quite funny seeing um, Brighton smash Chelsea as well. It's a nice little kind of fuck you to Graham Potter. That. So, well done, Brighton, for doing that. Um, Chelsea are a fucking weird club, man. Weird team. Because... We know this of them, right? They're going to either fucking show up and win the Premier League on a random season. Yeah, like 16-17 when they decided to do it that year. Yeah, um, Or they just do kind of what they are doing this year where they just hang around in the centre of the kind of table just outside the Champions League places and just bobble along. But still, we'll probably spend loads of money. I'm interested to know what they'll do under Ted Bowley, how much he's going to... Ted or Todd? Todd Bowley. Ted Bowley, I'm thinking Ted Lasso. Don't know. Um, I want to talk about Chelsea. Fuck off. Um, thanks to everyone. As I always, I keep saying at the end of these things now, but thank you to everyone who is supporting the show via the coffee website thing. Link in the bio on the Twitter account. Please, I put these out on um, YouTube as well because some people were sort of DMing me being like, is there any chance you could? Because whatever. I, I, yeah, we all have our listening habits. We all have different sort of devices and stuff that we use. So I, just for anybody that doesn't know, I do put these on YouTube as well. No video element. Well, there is a video element, but it's just like a generic sort of screensaver thing that I made. Um, so you can listen to it on there. Obviously, Spotify... Apple Podcasts, Google, and all these other like random ones that a cast like like aggregates to, um, but not many people use those. But yeah, please leave like I say, leave a rating, leave a review on any of the platforms that do accept reviews. Much appreciated. Come on, newspapers. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.